0: I believe right now, one of the things that our government should be doing, and don't get me wrong, it's not easy because I realise how contagious this, um, this uh, COVID-19 Delta strain um, is. It's, it spreads, you know, and um, I just think to myself, if I was the Prime Minister, and I'm not, but if I was, if I was the Prime Minister, what would I do? I would turn around And I would say, you know what? On November 1, we're going to call it Australia Day 2.0. And by the way, hi to everyone in New Zealand. Kia Ora, I know that you're also in a lockdown. Melbourne's in a lockdown. And by the way, anyone that wants a whinge outside of Melbourne, let me tell you, this is the strictest, hardest lockdown that exists on the planet. And, And a message there. And a message, Susan, do me a favor. I want you to tag Daniel Andrews again on this. I want to tag, now I'm not even saying he's going to read it or he's going to watch this, you know, but I just think that if you repeatedly just keep going over a point, over a point, over a point, um, it's only going to help. Can you explain to me why a real estate agent should not be able to actually show a property to a buyer? the buyer goes into the home by themselves, the real estate agent stays outside, there's no vendor in the house, you leave the doors open, you put the windows up, right? Put the windows up and you have a buyer that goes through the property and just validates that they wanna buy it. It's just gonna make things so much easier for everyone. I mean, there are people that need to get out of their house because they've been evicted or the the owner's taken it and they wanna renovate the home or they've sold And what they're doing in Melbourne is they've just stopped the bloody process. And it just doesn't make absolute, it's just stupidity. It's just stupidity that you can't have a person look at a home vacant, right? So there's no one in the home. Have all the doors open, right? And then when you have the discussion, right, don't even have the discussion at the property, you know, talk on the phone. But they physically do. Most people do. I mean, Taney's had some incredible success with Zoom sales. And, and I've also got a client of mine that I'm, you know, Ash Weston from Ray White. I mean, this guy here has told me they've done 20 deals in a total lockdown. 20 deals in a total lockdown. Ash Weston, right? Incredible guy. Incredible guy. I was having a session with him and his team. And, um, um, but it, it to me it just seems just an illogical, dumb move, just as dumb as just as dumb as it was to actually have cemeteries closed off and yet have things like pet shops open, right? And have things like, you know, Dan Murphy's open or, you know, they've closed them now, Bunnings or, um, you know, Officeworks, go in and buy a stapler, right? Guys and girls, guys and girls, if I was the prime minister, what I would be saying is, hey, here's the deal. On November 1, we're actually opening up right? We're opening up. And we've got two and a half months to get our act together. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually say we're opening up. And if you want to get vaccinated, we're going to let you know between now and November, there's enough vaccinations for everyone to get vaccinated. So if you want to get vaccinated, they're there. If you don't want to get vaccinated, we respect your choice. We respect that we're not going to force you to do things to your body that you don't want to do, right? We'll respect that. But on November 1, when we open up, we're going to have sort of uh, do's and don'ts for vaccinated and do's and don'ts for non-vaccinated. And if you've chosen not to get vaccinated and um, there was no reason why you didn't get vaccinated, it's just a personal choice, you're also going to have to live with the consequences if you get COVID-19. And that basically means that um, the government won't pay for your... Me- no, let's be fair. The government will pay for $50, $100 of your medical bill and then you've got to pay for the rest, right? And let's just open up. I just think to myself, that would sort things out. That would actually bring pressure to those that are actually just procrastinating about doing something about the vaccination and those that are very strong about it. That's fine. You know, look, at the end of the day, you should be able to live with the consequences of your decisions. Okay. Because one thing is that you can control your decisions. You live with the consequences of your decisions. So, um, or as Lisa Novak says, so Lisa's raised a point there. Maybe they charge for vaccinations from the first of the, uh, of the 11th, right? And that can be another thing, right? And let's just open things up because it's very, very clear when you're looking at the data across the world, you know, to try and get to zero COVID, is really, really, really unrealistic now. Even the dialogue has changed for the government. But let me not move towards that. I just can't understand why the people in Melbourne have to live with decisions and consequences that don't make logic. Anyway, let's move on. Let's spend, let's spend our 10, 15 minutes together talking about, talking about things that are going to be productive, helpful, not harmful for you. So, the first thing I want to let you know is that there's a lot of real estate trainers or trainers in general that go off and give advice to people. And a lot of these people take this advice and they turn around and say, yes, but you know, this is what this person is saying. So the first piece of advice that I think is absolutely crap, absolutely crap, is this advice where people say, just talk to more people, just talk to more people. That's the solution. If you speak to more people, you know, it's going to solve everything. That is not quite correct because I have got plenty of case studies where people talk to more people saying the wrong thing and all they do is they just increase the rejection after rejection after rejection. Let's face it, if you call 100 people, right, hypothetical. If you call 100 people, let me use this as an example. You get this. This is a phone, right? Hi, it's Tom Panos here from The Real Estate. Do you want to sell your house? No? Great. Next call. Hi, it's Tom Panels here from The Real Estate. Do you want to sell your house? No? Great. Hi, it's Tom Panels here from The Real Estate. We're doing free market appraisals in your street. Are you interested in selling your house? No. So if you have someone that just says, keep making those calls, oh, you're doing 100. Oh, just double it. Do 200 calls. Mate, ridiculous. All you're doing is highlighting to people that you're doing something that is not working. And a lot of people say, just grind that out, just grind it out, just keep hitting that brick wall. No, 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 no. Here's a classic example of, hey, if it's not working, should we reevaluate what you're doing? Should we actually look at your approach? Is your f- opening sentence effective? Maybe we need to change that. So talking to m- more people is not necessarily the answer, Changing what you're saying will be a far better thing in a situation like that. And I can tell you, I know plenty of instances where people were sitting around repeatedly saying the same thing, getting the same result, and that is insanity, right? So number one, rule number one, that dumb things that trainers say to agents is Just talk to more people and don't worry about your approach. No, my my advice would be, have a think about it. Is what I'm saying and what I'm doing getting cut through? If it's not, let's adjust. Let's twist, number one. Good morning to everyone that's coming on from the UK as well. And I don't believe that. I I, I simply don't. and, And I also don't believe that you should do things you hate. Because when you do things you hate, What actually happens is like you're hitting a brick wall, doof, 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 hitting a brick wall. And you're just banging your head against things that don't suit you. And by the way, they're not sustainable because if you don't like something, you're not going to keep doing it, right? You're not going to keep doing it. Jacqueline agrees. So the first one is, don't necessarily talk to more people, but change your approach. Let's talk number two. The second thing, the second thing, that um, some trainers that are dumb and provide dumb advice is just be the most enthusiastic person, right? So here's the deal about enthusiasm. I personally think you've got to be a little bit more enthusiastic than the person you're speaking to in sales, but not too enthusiastic because if there's a big gap, you'll come across as being fake Freddy. And fake Freddy is the guy that's got this fake facade, smart talking, seems really, really super excited about it, you know, overly excited. And I don't know about you. I don't know about you. When someone is selling to me and they're just too enthusiastic, I seem to go back. I don't go towards them. It pushes me away. It doesn't push them towards me because I think to myself, hey, there's something quite not right here. This appears to be an act. This appears not to be them. This appears to be a facade. They're not legit. They're not the real deal. They're trying to sell me. So rule number two is don't be overly enthusiastic. You know what the market wants these days? The market wants someone that's smart, Considerate, educated, compassionate, understanding. Someone that sits there and doesn't sell, but someone that sits there and solves. Someone that sits there and works out what really is the problem here. And they construct solutions to um, uh, a context of what the person's got as a problem, right? They don't need someone just harping on doof, doof, doof. So that's rule number two, rule number two. Then there's a new breed of trainer and you see these guys and girls going out there saying, hey, sales has changed, we'll get your leads, we'll do all of this. It's all social selling these days. Well, I have to tell you, I coach most of the REB top 100 fact and I've got to say to you, these girls and guys, use social selling as part, as part of what they do. It is not the main thing that they do. And I've said it before, being famous on Instagram is like being rich in monopoly. Do you seriously think having a follower in Czechoslovakia that has a cafe shop that has no property in your suburb and has no intentions to ever have anything in your suburb, is gonna actually help you get a listing or make a sale. Think about that logically. I'm sure that if you're following me, you've got an IQ over 80 or 90, right? And you can work out things for yourself. Fundamentally, what you wanna do is get the attention of owners in your area. And social selling may be part of it, and having an email will be another part of it, and being in communication with them by phone is a very big part of it. So I've gotta say to you, no, social selling has not replaced traditional selling. Get real. At the end of the day, people still want to have a connection with someone. As Lisa says, you have to be all things to all people. And then and then we've got the, the trainer that puts up a PowerPoint right that puts up a powerpoint and says here are the seven steps seven steps to the perfect listing presentation or here are the five steps um to build perfect vendor management hey listen let me tell you straight no training course survives collision with reality You know those seven steps for the listing presentation? Well, you tell me how those seven steps are going to work when you walk into a house at six o'clock at night and as you sit down at the dining room table about to go through your seven steps of your listing presentation that a baby starts crying and the mother leaves the table and starts hanging around with the baby and then the phone goes for the husband and he takes the phone call and you're sitting there like a stunned mullet saying, hey, where, what do I do now? I'm on my second step. I'll say it again. No training course survives collision with reality. You need to be adjustable. You need to be a bit of a chameleon. You need to be flexible. You need to be able to shift. So yes, you have to have a bit of structure and take people through a process, but you need to be able to stop and you need to say, hang on a second. Here's where we're at. Here's how I'm reading the play. Let's actually stop here and let me meet people where they're at. And that's not easy to do. That's not easy to do because I've got to say to you, it takes years and years for you to be able to have all these situations to sort of come up that gives you this intuition and instinct. So I'll say to you that there is no five steps. There is no seven steps. There is no three steps. There's your steps. And you're going to learn those steps along the way through training, through trial and error, and through actual working in the field. And then, my friends, let's talk about the last one. Let's talk about the last one, Susan. And the last one is the life balance. Hey, guys and girls, you've got to get your life balance right. Well, listen here, it might be okay for you, Mr. or Mrs. Consultant Trainer, who is single, who's got no kids, who's got no commitments, who's got no family, who's not homeschooling during this current period, right? And you want people to turn around and to have life balance? Man, they're struggling as it is. They don't need someone who's footloose, fancy free, that's got no commitments and most likely have never gone through that experience themselves to go out there and to be throwing advice on, hey, you need to have life balance, my friends. Guys and girls, I've got to tell you, life balance, here's the deal. If you're in real estate, (laughs) there's a lot of hard work. There's a lot of hard work. And there's a lot of long hours. And along the way, you're probably going to get a bit of insomnia. And your emotions are going to go from the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression. That's part of the deal. That's part of the deal. But what I can say to you, what I can say to you, is that after a while, you're going to work out a way. You're going to come up with some micro habits, some rituals that are going to work for you. And you're going to find... um, your method, and your life balance method is going to be quite different to the person. Your life balance method is going to be quite different to the person, my friend, whose life balance is based on the fact that they've got to get their three kids ready and sitting in front of a Zoom. So guys and girls, all I'm going to say to you is, as you can see, and people can relate to that, David Dwyer says, You don't get life balance. You wade your way through and you find yourself swimming 100%. That's what you do, my friends. Can can I give you a great hack, by the way? Duncan Gordon, one of my clients from Rain and Horn Newtown, has told me at the moment he's pretty much just doing Private inspection after private inspection. He's told me what's helped him a lot is um, Calendy, C A L N D Y, where people actually people go off and they actually put their own appointments, put their own appointments in there in ten minute slots, and it just helps you because I know what it's like at the moment. In some of the marketplaces that don't have open homes, real estate agents have basically become event managers of a property. You know, they're just sitting there, just managing. You know, and often there are real estate agents that are doing 60, 60 to 70 private inspections, 60 to 70 private inspections a day. And that is time consuming and people cancel and they don't show up. All I'll say to you is, trust me, Calendy. it appears to be helping a number of agents that I speak to. And yesterday when I was speaking to Duncan, he said to me, mate, it is just Fantastic. By the way, guys and girls, it would be remiss of me not to thank the uh, the companies that I'm associated with. their products that I absolutely adore and I love. And Mol says she loves Calendy. That's not one of the co- companies that I'm uh, involved in, but let me just go through them. Agent Box, the best CRM system on the planet, hands down. Campaign Agent, they are the easiest people to get you vendor paid advertising. If you want to become an attraction agent, Let me tell you, Campaign Agent is the one. The next one, Secure Exchange, check them out, love this business. Before You Bid has become a lifesaver to a lot of real estate agents that can't, you know, get lots of pest and building inspections done now. And one of the things I like about Before You Bid is that you're able to actually know what's in the report. So it helps you in the conversations you're having with people. And in addition to that, let me just tell you, it's just so much more dollar productive to be able to have one inspection done And then my friends, when you've done that inspection, that you don't have to go back there to two or three or four piston building inspections. And of course, Real Hub, Campaign, Track, who have got some of the best pre-listing kits that I've seen, they're digital pre-listing kits, and they allow you to actually they allow you to actually see When your vendor is going through the proposal, you get notified so you know that you're in the right time to call them. So guys and girls, I want you to stay well. I want you to understand that in a time like now, routine will set you free. I want to let you know right now, you need to be sleeping well, you need to be eating well, you need to be ensure that you're spending your time hanging out with people that are allies, not thieves. It's so important right now to also be laughing. It's so important that you actually have that, geez, that made me laugh. Get yourself some really good YouTube videos and laugh. And in addition to that, let me tell you, right now, right now is the time for you to be planning a world post-COVID. Get yourselves real estate fit as possible. And that potentially means that you need to upgrade your skills. And um, gang, I'm going to sign off. Susan, the real estate gym's not open at the moment, but we have got the wait list on. So if you're interested in being a real estate gym member because... In September, my friends, in September, we are going to have the super prospector competition where we're going to have a competition on prospecting, and we're going to create a competition of it just to have people having something to strive for, because I have to tell you, prospecting is one thing you can't outsource. It's not going away. Guys and girls, signing off. Have a great week.